Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of The Grinds. This is a live edition, live edition, so we're just testing things out, trying to get the viewers' uh, opinions on it and see how many guys jumped on on here on Podbean. It's a Podbean exclusive. Um, maybe I'll get into some other stuff uh, as far as um, <clears throat> other mediums at the same time, but right now it's Podbean only, and this is The Grinds. This is your host, Todd Fox. This is not... Uh, with uh, Maddie Matt today, we are just doing a uh, experimental thing, but um, I'm going to get into some of my thoughts as far as what's going on in the uh, state of the freaking government, um, the coronavirus. I want to play a couple clips um, in between the show, or at least one, um, talking about the some of the nonsense that's going on. Um, <clears throat> so before I do and get everything going here, I just want to say where you can reach us. You can find us on Anchor. You can find us here, obviously, on Podbean. Um, we're on Facebook as well under the grinds, um, join our page. We got over like 2000 people on there. So, I mean, it's small, but it's, it's growing here and there. So, uh, join us, whatever. And we talk about a lot of things this is like a variety show. If you're a first time listener, uh, we've talked everything from sports to, uh, all kinds of things really. So, um, right now we're just going to get on to <clears throat> what I wanted to talk about off the, off the top of my head was basically, I had coronavirus. I had coronavirus in July, um, and it was um, in, in, it was kind of publicized a lot on this page, and as well as um, you know it, on Facebook and other mediums, we had a lot of people tuning in. Um, it was a pretty crazy episode because what happened is at the time um, I had coronavirus from, uh, or I had gotten it from a friend who was careless. And it kind of infected the whole family, got my dad sick, and I was pretty pissed off. And I kind of went on a huge freaking rant uh, telling people, you know, how, <clears throat> you know, how crazy and how, like, the virus was no joke. I just felt the hype was. And even though I still had, you know, reservations about what happened and about how I got sick in the first place or or how the virus was, because before that, I talked a lot of crap. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I owned up to most of it. The thing was, is the fact that when it when it went down and I got sick, I kind of was like, you know what, I'm going to freaking just uh, uh, see, you know, I have to deal with this. I want to keep it quiet. But then things got out, you know, the other people's family got out and said certain things and it just went all over the the online. And then I I didn't want people to know that I was that I had that I had it. You know, that's something I wanted to keep under wraps. You know, and I was trying to take care of my family at the same time. And it was all my business and laundry was out there. And just freaking pissed me off. So uh, what I wanted to say with this episode is I know in the long run, you know, I realize that the virus is real. And it never it didn't look the kind of virus that we had for all those that don't know. It was the, the type of coronavirus that didn't rest on your chest. So it was a type of thing that you could fight. And it felt like an aggressive flu, an aggressive cold. And yes, I admit it. There was about a day there maybe a day and a half where I felt like I was going to die only because you get wrapped up into everything that's in the media. And the media was pounding in your head like, you're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to die. And what it was for me was the worst part of it was a freaking huge migraine, which I never had before in my life. I didn't have the coughing, the, the throwing up, none of that stuff, but I just couldn't eat. And I didn't have a, a, a what is it called? Uh, any feeling to want to eat anything or, or i didn't have no taste i didn't have any kind of like um uh, even even smell for for a little bit and it wasn't like it it wasn't so bad it's just i had aches and pains in one day i just really couldn't get out of the shower or out of the bath because i was taking a bath to cool down i had a fever so i had like all 
the worst symptoms on like one to maybe almost two days. And then it slowly like it progressed real fast. Like it, it fell off a cliff almost and it would symptoms would come back every other, you know, every six to 12 hours. So it wasn't like a continuous like it's hammering you and I got to go to the hospital. I'm being on a ventilator and all this other BS. What I but I worried about my 76 year old dad at the time. I didn't want him to, to go through it and be where he could lose his life because he's susceptible susceptible the thing was about him is he really didn't get as bad as they thought it was more like just the constant like it wouldn't go away that was like frustrating him so the whole idea of of oh my gosh you know we're gonna we're gonna die this this and that it didn't really hit me it didn't really like for for my dad i was like i worried about his health but his health wasn't the main the main thing was his mental state because he was just frustrated with the whole the whole nine yards and how it went down. So once that was out of the way, we kind of like got to this point where, you know, like, um, oops, let me kill the music here, where we kind of just like got into this issue where I felt like we can recover, we can be okay. And we did. And, you know, um, once, once everything um, calmed down, we were able to like live our lives and move on and we got over it. And as things have progressed since that month of July, and since we got healthy and everything, and we have the antibiotics, I've I've literally been around uh, fifteen to twenty people who've had COVID, either coworkers that were just like we had a rash at my job where like nobody was being safe whatsoever, and some people got it, and lo and behold, out of twenty people, uh, was it seven of them caught it because they were working indirectly with the person who came in infected. And we were, there was three other people that were working with that person, which I was one of them and two other guys, and they didn't get sick. Why? Because we already had Rona and we already had the symptoms. We already had everything else like that. My point being is when we went to the doctors, when we had the Rona and we had to get tested and I asked them, what could they give us? They told us nothing. Where in God's green earth have they ever have doctors ever told you or anyone else that you can't have anything to deal with whatever you're going through? Usually they prescribe you everything for anything. So if you have a hangnail and it's infected, they will give you antibiotics. If you have a toothache that that um if you have a toothache and, and it's infected, they will give you antibiotics. If you have a freaking uh, any kind of uh, ailment, you know what I mean? You get some sort of medicine, you get this, this and that. Why couldn't they prescribe something for anyone that had coronavirus? And why haven't they still done that? Why is it only getting a shot? Why is it only getting a shot to take care of whatever, um, you know, prevention or, or, or to get it so that you won't get sick? Why is it that <clears throat> you can basically have antibiotics or medicine that was trying to be prescribed at the particular time. If you remember those doctors came out there and wanted to prescribe this medicine, exploratory medicine, when it really wasn't exploratory in the fact that it already had been on the market for so long. And now you have a, a medicine that works for other things, but could be working for this. They didn't even give it a chance. Didn't even give it a trial. Since then, they could have already tested it enough more than what they tested the Pfizer and the other drugs and the other vaccines for. My point being is, how can you not go that long with the trial uh, trial series for people to get a freaking vaccine, but you're not willing to try medicine that's already on the market? that you can already attribute to people having 
either allergic reactions to or no reactions uh, from. So when I was told right away that you were not able to, they weren't able to give you anything, that pissed me the hell off. And I, I'm not one of these people that, you know, because what I can't stand about this whole coronavirus is you have so many sheep out there. You have so many people that are just willing to sit there and they don't care if it's fact or not. You have fact checkers that'll freaking debunk it because the news says otherwise, not because it's the actual truth. I can sit here and tell you there's aliens they exist and they're going to come down. They're going to uh, wreck everyone's bunghole. And that's not fact checked. I can say that the, uh, what is it, Hitler is still alive. That's not fact-checked. I can say anything I want. I can be as stupid as I want. And Facebook and any other medium will leave me alone. But if I but if I come on there and say anything about the Rona, boom, censorship. Censorship. Don't give false information. Well, how do you know it's false information, man? How do you, you know, because look, the, the news is telling us, oh, it's going to be, worse and this and that but then what happens it's not bad do you have a you know if you have a pandemic which is over four or five percent killing the 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 population then yeah but you don't this thing is under one percent and not even close to a percent and then you look at the things that have gone down which i'm gonna play a video the guy pretty much is echoing what i've been saying this entire time and it's just frustrating to me to look back and be like, man, we have all these people just falling for whatever the media says. You're being fact-checked left and right. You literally can't have an opinion. Yet I can come out there tomorrow and let's just say I'm this guy living in the Midwest and I say, damn, you know, child molestation's awesome. That will stay on the freaking internet. That piece of trash will stay on the internet and that will that comment will not be removed. However, if I'm over here saying, well, you know what? I don't believe in a vaccination because a vaccination is a microchip and it's going to go into your arm and then they're going to control you and it's going to be Terminator 2 all over again. That's fact check. That's freaking posted That and taken down. I mean, that's the problem. I mean, where this whole thing, if you do not understand what is going on with this whole idea of the coronavirus and the government's issue, I mean, look, whatever is in the narrative, <clears throat> for the government, for whatever they want to pose, the news, then you are you are a liar. You're a MAGA fan. You're and, and look, I don't even freaking vote. I was never on the Trump's side whatsoever. The only thing was, I was thinking, dude, when are we going to do something about these riots? When are we going to let? I mean, look, I'm going to get into that too. Cancel culture, but there's so many problems. Then the last, I would say, look, it started in 2016. With the last election year, it went into this year. And look, you're being told that everyone that wears a MAGA hat or or there's a freaking Trump supporters are racist and a white supremacist. There's a huge population of Latino culture and black culture that actually voted for him. So are they white supremacists? Anything that is counter or, or, or just American now is turning cancel culture. And then with Rona, if you say anything opposite of what they're saying on the news, if you say that, hey, you guys just said the variant cancer, uh, cancer variant strain of freaking coronavirus is super strong and more, um, what is it called? Um, it's more attainable. It's, it's more contagious. And but it's not deadlier. It's less deadlier. Then why are you pushing the panic button on everybody? Don't you want everyone to get freaking uh sick at some point so that they can get over this and here's the thing too over this whole coronavirus bs 
If you think about it, to me, this disease, this virus, whatever you want to call it, and this strain, how, how in the world can you tell me that this is not another form of pneumonia? It's another form of pneumonia as far as it's stronger. That's the only thing that's killing people. It's not the actual flu, because if you look at it, the flu kills millions year round, you know, and, and, and so it's not like this is a, this is just another form of the flu, but they're not willing to give you the antibiotics. They're willing to let you sit and suffer, gain fluid on your lungs and die in the freaking hospital. That's what they're willing to make you do. And if you don't understand that that's what's happening, look at what these people are dying from. You go on a ventilator. Because your lungs can't function for themselves. The fluid is too much in their lungs to where you can't breathe anymore. That's something that's basically, it's pneumonia. It's just another form of pneumonia. Then with pneumonia, what do you have? You have trouble coughing, trouble breathing. Um, you have a fever. You have the body aches, the chills. It's the same damn thing. And so the WHO organization came out there the other day. World Health Organization, not the band. And they came out there and they, and they basically said, well, this didn't originate in China. How the do you do you get that? It started in China. It came from China. Wuhan was the ground zero. And and of course, it's not being blamed there. Why? Because the Chinese got money. That's why. And look what it's done to this government. We've shut down for nearly a year, nearly a year. We're approaching the year thing right here where. I didn't really get into politics for crap, and I'll be honest with you, not whatsoever. I didn't care who was being voted, and I still don't. My thing is just don't lie to the freaking people. My thing is just if you're going to run things crooked, at least explain why you're running it crooked. Stop lying to us, but see what they've done is better. In the past, you can figure out the lies. You can see the BS. Now they're using media to just scare the shit out of people left and right to where they just don't believe what's really true or they don't want to formulate a freaking opinion for themselves. They just want to listen to whatever Joe Schmo is saying on CNN or Terry, whoever gives a hell on freaking Fox News is saying. They don't care to form an opinion for themselves because if they do, they're punished. If they do, they're Facebook banned. These people aren't stupid. They know that if they don't want you to say anything, if they don't want you to... Uh, if they don't want you to freaking speak for yourself, they can mute you at certain times. They can keep you off the grid. They can they can show you that, hey, man, you know what? Your opinion doesn't matter. Your opinion is invalid. And that's what happens. And right now, everyone's following the media. Everyone's not formulating their own opinions because they can mute your Facebook. They can mute your Instagram. They can mute anything that you're on to keep you away from actually wanting to have your own opinion to having your own formulated conversation. So as a society right now in America, there and in probably places around the world, like I would look at Britain as the same. Britain is told what to do and they do it. See, here in the U.S., people are like, how come we can't get this thing under control? We can't get it under control because people are selfish. Stay inside, save lives. Shut up. If you stay inside and save lives... You are ruining the goddamn community, or or not the community, the economy. And people say, well, the economy is not more important than the people. What if you lose somebody? I've Look, I've lost someone to cancer. And to me, that's far worse. That's far worse. 
And I'm not going to sit here and downplay any other disease or what people die from. People die every freaking day. These numbers are not outrageous what they're claiming coronavirus to be. You could sit there and say, oh, there's almost 500,000 or there's over 500,000 killed in America. You know how many die in America every year? And you're just sitting there and you're just minimizing. Look, the common flu is magically gone. And I'm going to play this clip real quick. Watch. Play, I'm going to play this clip and I want you guys to, you know, the ones that are listening, to, to let me know what you think. Because this guy's on point. So we want to focus on what we do want. We want to see it, feel it, experience it. That's how we program our minds. That's how you create. Otherwise, you just have to become manager of whatever circumstances life or your government gives you. And these days, that's questionable in a lot of places in the world, right? People overreacting, distorting, deleting, generalizing. Today, people are so afraid of that four-letter word, risk. Can you imagine? None of us could have gotten here unless we took significant risks. And none of us got here unless someone before us was willing to risk their life to travel to some other country, to go around the world, to fight in a war, to try to start a business that could go under. But today, oh, it's risky if you're around breathing next to someone they got you believing. If you want to educate yourself, you don't have to be a person that's terribly... You know, you don't have to be thinking in like in different ways. Just go read John Hopkins report. They took it down after one day, but two weeks ago, they came out here in America. They took it down. But if you go on the way back machine, you know, you can go back on your computer and go back in time on the web. So people have already published it again and again. And what it shows is the same number of people have died this year, 2020, has died in 2019, 2018, 2017, 2016, and 2015, 2.8 million people. It's within 10 to 15,000 people every year. The same number of old people died in 2020. The only difference is when they looked by disease. Heart disease, for the first time in 30 years, has come down. Cancer has come down. But COVID has gone up in the exact proportions. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? Same number of people died. By the way, in case you haven't noticed, the flu has disappeared. It's flatlined. What are the symptoms of the flu? And by the way, flu kills people and especially kills older people. So we're living in a world where a lot of people might be overreacting because they're trying to protect us because they thought at a 3% mortality rate or 4%, that would be a pandemic. But today, think of whose research you read, it's 0 0.1, 0 0.2, 0 0.3, which is the same as the flu. <laughs> and if you're under 50, it's way below that. So we live in a world that if we let people control our focus, we're just going to live in fear and do nothing. And we're going to be people that manage our circumstances. But I don't believe you were created. I was created. I don't think the universe or God, whatever you believe, created us to just manage shit. I believe we're here to create things. Who's with me? Here to create. See, that's a, that's a motivational speaker right there. I won't mention his name. But <clears throat> but he's, dude, he's on point. He's freaking on point. If you know his voice, you probably know who he is. But he's, he's on point because the flu has fluctuated as far as it's went way down, like he said, 2.8 million people die in America every year. So, and it ranges between 2.7, 2.8, 2.9. It's about the same almost every year. You have car accidents. You have all this other stuff. You mean to tell me all this stuff has stopped? You realize what this pandemic has done to people with suicidal thoughts? The suicide rate is way up. You realize what it's done to people with alcohol problems and, and can't get into group sessions because uh, it's not the same doing it on Zoom. 
you realize what this has done to people who have anxiety problems, who need the uh, relationships with uh, and closeness with other people. You realize what this has done to the economy. You realize what this has done to kids, alienating them to when they go to school. Because I've worked at schools during this pandemic and seeing what how the kids, when they are at school, how separated they are, how they make them walk, how they're constantly telling them to wash their hands. That's no way for kids to be living. That's no way for, for kids to be tr uh, trying to grow those social skills. We, some of the biggest shooters, school shooters, have come out of issues to where they have problems at home. And then when they go to school, they're either picked on or they're alienated because of their social status, because of the fact they can't relate or the way that they, they look. So you have all these things combined with the issues of just trying you know, with the coronavirus being a scare tactic to keep people in. I do know people and my dad knows people. There's a, a friend of my dad's who hasn't, look, he has not left his front yard. His front yard since this started, since they said to lock down. He's 63 years old, 14 years younger than my dad. My dad goes to different places. I take him places. He's gone out. He's gone to the store. He's done a bunch of things. He's not in a freaking bubble. That guy's in a bubble. Why? Because he's scared. And you have other people who have pre-existing conditions who don't know if they do get the virus, they're going to die. They've been stuck. The farthest they go is their driveway to get the mail. Is that any way to live? Does the government pay you to be like that, to stay home? No. They've given us two measly checks and instead figure out the rest. So we're having family, we're borrowing, you know, family fee fund us. We're having uh, to borrow money or, or we're having to uh, take out loans, get credit cards. That's what people are doing in America, living off the, the government if they can and getting what they can from unemployment, for unemployment to dangle money out there and then to, then to say no, for them to be more worried about social justice problems and impeaching the president than feeding and taking care of their own people, funding money in other countries like Saudi Arabia and others, Egypt, and not paying their own. And for those who are very patriotic, you're not taking care of your veterans. You're leaving your homeless out this to, to, to die, basically. And here's the other thing. The homeless population is, you would think they're the most susceptible to this the virus. They're not. The freaking, the, the homeless population has grown. The death rate in the homeless has not gone up. Explain that one, retards. Explain that one, Fauci. There's always someone trying to fact check you and always trying to tell you that you don't know what you're talking about. But when you bring facts to the table, they don't want to listen. And you go online and you try to spit game. All they're going to do is regurgitate whatever's said on the news. Because everyone is fight, is, is, is taking up the narrative of we're all going to die. This is the worst thing that ever happened. It's the Spanish influenza all over again. No, it's not. You know I me, mean? millions upon millions upon millions upon millions upon people that died in 1918. We don't even know the, the real number. All we know is that there's a good chance it was a good 20% to 25% of the world's population that fell, fell and succumbed to uh, the flu back then, the Spanish flu and the influenza in 1918. And what happened in SARS? Did we shut down for that? No. This was all politically driven and still is. And Biden's going to come out like Jesus Christ. And they're going to look at, at Trump 
and probably impeach him the second time around. Or they're probably just going to be like, dude, you know what? He was the worst president ever. Did he start the damn virus? Wasn't he the one that was trying to lock down the, the, the flights before? And But everyone was saying that was racist. Hmm. Changed their tune, didn't they? And then what happened in those four years? What happened in these last two years? Going back to police brutality. Sports all of a sudden had to kneel like anyone was going to was going to care what they did. All it did was piss off fans. Nobody cares what a what a sports star has to say or do off the field. If they talk about their kids, fine, you want to get to know the guy, okay? But you don't you don't care what he believes in, what his religion is. You don't you don't care what what he does for, you know, outside of 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 sports. You don't care what his political beliefs are. It's like what they say, shut up and dribble. Just play the game. You get paid millions, and you're going to act like a baby and act like you're oppressed? Okay, LeBron James, you hate cops so much, then why don't you tell the cops to stop giving you a police escort to the arena? See how that goes. No, you won't do that, will you? You need the police there. All these NBA stars are talking about how they're always profiled. How come they always ignore the fact that in the in the black community, unfortunately, black and black crime is worse than any other race versus each other or regular crime. Why is it that most of most of these young men are using guns instead of their fist and they're being held accountable. They're shooting people and going to jail. They have kids and those kids wound up with no father. And then the, the, the freaking thing goes on and on because it's not stopped. The culture in the black community, unfortunately was hit hard by, what they don't want to admit. And that was a hip hop culture. Hip hop culture doesn't teach you to be freaking an honest person, a, a, a working man and to take care of his family. It teaches you to hustle, use weapons, sell drugs, do drugs and others. And it's not just like that in the black community. It's in that it's like that in the white community too, because they have music that says the same. The thing is, it affects the black community more because they want to be the victim a lot. And I'm saying this because it's true. The, when you want to be, become the victim, you make yourself a victim. You want to, you want to rely on others to take care of you. And unfortunately that's what happens. And in the white community, in the Mexican community, we all have that side of our race that does things the shady way. And unfortunately it keeps going. The trend never stops. So when all that's going on, all of a sudden it just takes the media to jump on board and says, yes, all cops are racist. Getting cops killed left and right, shot at left and right, because it's pushing the narrative. The riots are deemed okay, but then you can't have freaking people meet for political reasons or for supporting, and nobody questions that. Nobody says it's okay to have about a million people riot in uh, different cities or more or march hundreds of thousands in different cities all over america hand to hand and that'd be perfectly fine but you can't go to a political rally mask or no mask and you're over here going to be trying to blame deaths on these people really case in point california we have the highest supposedly in los angeles highest rate in america right now going as far as most cases most deaths, whatever you want to say. Every time there was a, a, a there was a, a shaming post on some sort of social media about Florida, 
leaving it open, doing this, doing that. Oh, look at Florida. Look at Florida. Look at Florida partying. Look at stupid Florida. Just in two weeks, those hospitals are going to be full. Really? The hospitals here were full, not in Florida. Florida has been lower numbers almost every month since this pandemic took off. Yet California's continues to rise for whatever reason. And then they still want to tell you, we got to do this. We got to do that. We got to stay inside. We got to save lives, you know, and you've got the social injustice going on at the same time. And everyone wants to address it. The NBA is, is doing black lives matter. Football's doing this and, and baseball even started a little bit. And then when the ratings started to tank football and baseball kind of changed their mind a little bit. Basketball went all in and their ratings went in the trash. They lost $2 billion. All the while, while this is happening, cases are supposedly going up. You can't have fans anywhere. Can't go there. Can't go there. We're all under control. Then what happens? Then it starts getting around election time. Biden wins. All of a sudden, nobody cares about police oppression anymore. Nobody's talking about it. They're not because on my feed, I kept seeing day after day, this guy was shot over here in Philadelphia. And, and But you see that he was carrying a knife and people still want to riot because the news is pumping him up. They say in the headline, cop kills guy with a knife. They don't tell you why they were called there. The cops didn't search a guy and look for a guy with a weapon or look for a black man or look for a Latino and then freaking take him out. No, they went down there because they were called. So everyone forgot about that. That all of a sudden started to disappear from our freaking feeds. And we weren't seeing the shootings and all this other stuff on our feeds anymore because why it wasn't part of the narrative. And then as we get into the new year and the election went finally through Biden's winning, all of a sudden the numbers go down. All of a sudden we have all these issues with everything else disappearing. And now it's just on the road of keeping everyone scared. And like I said, it's another form of pneumonia. This isn't something that is killing people specifically. It's just like if you were to have pneumonia before this even started and you had a pre-existing condition, yeah, your life's in jeopardy. Well, my dad got pneumonia years ago, and he was in his early 60s. He almost died because of that, fluid on the lungs. He was real close to going on the respirator. You look at it now, and my dad, when he got the, the virus, it wasn't even close to being that bad. It didn't transpire into the, to the pneumonia stage, and it was just like body aches and this and that, and he was done in about a week. And it wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. But it's different strokes for different folks, just like for anything. Some people can handle cancer. My mom had cancer three times before the fourth time getting in and passing away. That I'm more scared of anything than a coronavirus. Yet we're told this is like the worst thing ever. And then we've got all this other cancel culture stuff going on. Like just the other day, I seen no Angemima no more. That's freaking, a, it's a new name. You know, like everything changes. Nobody is, you know, everything is has changed so much. The Mavericks started to stop the, the national anthem, but it's a league policy. Stuff like that. It's just everything's changing because everyone wants to be whatever the news, whatever is being pumped into us. Be part of that narrative. Be part of this, because if you're not, you're you're racist. You're this, you're that. You're you're um, you're irresponsible if you don't do, you know, wear two two masks. Now they're saying. You really want to walk around with two masks, let alone one? And I realize I have to wear it because, look, I hate it like most people do too. But I'm not one of these MAGA guys who's going to walk around like, I don't need a mask, I don't need a mask. 
even though I've already had the damn thing, even though I have unfortunately, like I said earlier in the, in the show, been exposed to a few other times after having the virus because of co coworkers, but I didn't get it, didn't get one symptoms because you can't get it again. So the whole thing is I still wear my mask. I still have to go to the store, whatever, this and that. You still have to kind of live your life. But if the thing is, too, you go out and you take a trip. Say, for instance, you want to visit the Grand Canyon, which is outdoors. You want to visit somewhere in another state or whatever. And you just want to post a picture of a beautiful thing. I bet you can't go once one day without someone hating on your picture saying, why are you traveling? Why are you doing this? Why? Do Who gives a F? That's your life. Live it. If you choose to be like my dad's friend, like I brought up earlier, 63 years old, and he doesn't even want to live, leave his freaking front door. He doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't leave his house at all. Then go for it. That's your life. That's what you want. Do it. But if you're, but if I want to go somewhere, if I don't want to be stuck in the house, don't shame me. Shame yourself for not having the balls to go out there or not having the health to, to be able to supposedly survive this pandemic. But for me, you have to, the government doesn't give you nothing with the exception of if you're unemployed, recently only giving you that extra 300, they gave you the extra 600 earlier, but it wasn't like it was something like the, how they've been paid in other countries, other countries, they've been giving you 16 to $2,000 American money to survive as a family, you know, month in month out since the pandemic started, you us can't do that, but we could fund Saudi Arabia. We could fund Egypt. We can throw money to other military stuff, but you can't take care of your own. And again, if this was such a bad pandemic, why didn't we not see National Guard taking over these situations? And why do we have the dumb situations of you can't you can't have a restaurant. You just can't eat inside. You you have to take over half of your you know, you're, you're dicking with the restaurant business and the most vulnerable people, which are the poorest people in this nation who work in your restaurants, who have been let go, who have been fired, who can't take care of their own families because you're not allowing them to. You're saying you can't even. Even when they're following guidelines, you said, no, not good enough. And what happens? You shut all the restaurants down. And what happens in America? Magically, the cases go up four times more. And you're still going to try to blame the restaurants? You barely let them open at 25% capacity right now? That's messed up. That's messed up. And I think when, when, you, when you think about all the, the things that you have endured in this pandemic, the fact that you or I can't really go unless we live in Florida to a theme park. The fact that we can't go to a movie theater, the fact we can't enjoy maybe family or because we have grandparents that we're too scared to be around. They can't see their own grandkids. They can't see their own grandkids being born. Some people can't even see their wife give birth. Most people because they're hyperventilating over the sickness. And then you have some friends that I know that they don't even want their kids around or I've had close friends that the social what it's destroyed the social um, life of people because there's no more. Hey, let's have a bro hug. Let's hug this one out or let's, you know, slap, you know, give each other a high five or, or do the handshake or whatever. People don't want to do that, man. You have been scared so much into submission. I've had people come around me <clears throat> and others and just be like, hey, what's up? And say from from like from five to ten feet away even. How's that going to be? Do you think that's just going to go away? Do you think that next year at this time, that's going to go away completely? 
you might have some friends change up their mindset, you know, whether they've had a shot or not, because I even had a friend of mine tell me, look, I want to hang out with you. I miss you, man. It's been like over a year since we hung out. Um, but, uh, you know, I got my shot. I'm just waiting for you to get yours, man. And you got to show me proof. I'm like, what the hell? Really, dude, you know me for this many years and you're going to tell me that I got to show you proof. I got to show you proof about how I've got my shot card for you to even want to hang out with me. That's messed up, dude. This is this is turning into some Gustavo stuff. And you don't know who that is. That's like freaking German stuff. That's like when you rat on your neighbor and that you get them sent off to the concentration camp. You're basically that's been happening. You rant, you uh you rat on your your neighbor about a party and then the cops come. You if they want a freaking party, let them freaking party, dude. If they want to wind up if that's if that's what you think's going to get all those people into the hospital, that's their choice. That's their freaking choice. And you know what? You can hate it or love it. People do things all the time. You can say, "Hey, you know what? I don't I hate the way my neighbor smokes pot all day, even though it's legal here in California. It may not be legal in your state that you're in right now listening. But however, let's just say you don't like the fact that they're doing drugs, right? You can call the cops on them. Yeah. But will will it get the same response? No, it's not going to be on the news. It's not going to be something, you know, what are they going to do? They can hide the drugs, whatever, and get away with it. But in this state and in other states, you can freaking call the cops and say, hey, there's a super spreader party over there. Boom. They come in with a freaking SWAT team. What? So you can't break up a gang activity or something shady or something very illegal. But I go over there and say, hey, you know what? They're, they're having super spreader party. Or they're having a party over there. They're having more than six to eight people. Then they're in trouble. That's messed up, man. So you can call the cops again on those people having that party. Yet the riots are cool. You're damaging and blowing up things and, you know, wasting millions of dollars and hurting those very companies and very restaurants who were shut down or limited to almost a bare minimum of people working and a bare minimum of profit being made. You're threatening them with if they stay open and try to run their business, they're not doing anything illegal. They're just trying to run their business and make a living. So you either shut off their gas or their power on top of that, or when the riots are going by, you don't protect their business that you closed down, that you sanctioned to close down. You let it burn. You let people loot it because it's okay to riot. What kind of bull crap is that? So you, in the last year, we live in a, in a world that has gone toxic turby that you just can't freaking fathom the way life used to be. And they say time heals all wounds, but time extends it as well because it ha- it's one thing if we died as a, as a society for a little bit, for a week, and it was very difficult or for a month or for a couple months, and then we've had a few months to get over it and slowly but surely we can kind of turn turn around from it. Like, look how long it took this this government to get past 9-11. It took it took over two years, I believe, before people started to relax themselves, get back on planes, try to do things the way they normally do. Some people never did, though. But the fact of the matter is, as a as a government, it took a while for people to get past that. It was such a traumatic event. Now you're going for and that was one day that lasted, it seemed like, for two years. This is one full year of just being pounded into you. That everything, if you do it Americanized, could be considered racist. Any statue that that was around, racist. If you say something slightly offensive, you're racist. Uh, 
if you want to salute and stand for the flag, you're racist. If you do not listen to what the media says and post your own opinions about coronavirus, you're ignorant. You're you're a, a COVID idiot. You know, COVID idiot, whatever they call them, those made up names that Karens make up. This is what I'm trying to say. You are labeled. You are miss. You are the misinformed one. You don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Yet the government can sit there and change things up. Fauci comes off all the time saying, "Oh, I'm going to do." Um, I think you need more than one uh, freaking mask, or you don't need a mask. You need a mask. You this is that. You can give the uh, the virus this way. You can get it that way. Yet they're constantly changing, constantly changing, because they don't know. Because they haven't tested. And I'll say what I said in the beginning of the show. Why is it that you can get antibiotics for everything? For everything and anything. I can even get antibiotics for my dog. Yet when I go in and I had the virus in July and I asked them, can I, can I get something? Can I get some antibiotics? Nothing. They refuse to give it to you. So you mean to tell me they're not even wanting to try? Not even wanting to do trials about it? But they'll do trials about an experimental vaccine. And very little trials at that, but you're not willing to actually give freaking a, a chance to these people, give them antibiotics. Maybe they don't develop the pneumonia that comes with COVID. Maybe they don't go under the ventilator and so many people lost their lives because of that. Maybe because of they wanted to push the freaking agenda. Maybe because they wanted people to actually go through this. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all, even though maybe at times I'd have been if you've been listening the whole time. But I will say this. It feels to me that this could be a test for something bigger in the future. Because if you want a government control, think about this. The people that are behind this are billionaires. Billionaires. The people that are controlling things in this government are billionaires. Bill Gates is one of them. Oprah Winfrey won, uh, I forgot how many billions or, or, or how many... I think it was close to a billion. I'm sorry. I'm I was I was thinking millions, but she got close to a billion because she bought 30 million dollars of Pfizer stocks before before Pfizer got the contract. Now, is that not insider information? I don't know what is. How the hell you just up and pick Pfizer out of nowhere and buy 30 million dollars worth of stock? Look it up. It's there. It's online. And not just because it's on the internet, it's true. But there's plenty of news stories saying that that's what she did. But Bill Gates, think about it. It's the God complex. Let's just say me or you had trillions of dollars. At what point are you bored? At what point have you not bought everything you wanted? Have everything you need? What else is there to do with money? Use it as power. And even though you live in a government that is ruled by supposed, you know, the Senate, the government, and then freaking the president, what if you were in a secret society? What if you were able to dictate because of your money and push, push chess pieces around, but use lives as those chess pieces? Wouldn't you do it? Just think about it. If you had so much money, you were so bored. It comes down to a God complex. And I think that there's something to that. I think there's something to that because if you think about it, the Democrats run the damn media. It, I mean, it is hard to find anyone who's talking anything positive about the president. It was hard to find anything that was anybody who would speak out and say these riots are not peaceful. The ones still up in Portland, they refuse to cover it. You realize Portland, Oregon, 
and parts of Seattle, Washington are still under duress. There's still looting. There's still graffiti. There's still people getting beat up. There's still rocks and bottles and things being damaged at these government buildings, ICE buildings, because they're still writing. But you wouldn't know unless you do a deep dive on the Internet because they don't want to show you that. But then again, people are uploading YouTube videos daily. Then again, you could see <clears throat> small news stories from local newspapers up there. But it's not a national story because it's not the narrative. It's all about Jesus Christ, a.k.a. Joe Biden, taking office and Kamala Harris posing to be black, taking over as vice president, and they're making the world a better place. 42 executive decisions and things signed in his first couple weeks in office. 42. That's a lot. And to me, that screams of I'm signing these favors for people and for agencies that help me get elected. And I'm going to change things the way I feel, because just like what uh, Trump did to Obama stuff when he took over, <clears throat> he canceled a lot of the homeboy stuff, uh, Obama stuff right away because he wanted his own stamp on things. He wanted to get rid of Obamacare. Boom. It took Obama almost eight years to get that damn thing going, and he just destroyed it right away almost. And the same thing with what's happening here with uh, um, what's it called? Um with Biden, he's doing the same thing. He's trying to destroy whatever Trump put in place, trying to stop the wall, trying to stop all this other stuff because he doesn't feel that, that it was right. And now the impeachment's only going through because they want him never to run again. Because think about it. If the media pushed all this other crap before and, and, and who's made more money, it's all about making money. You think these media organizations sell things or, or make money on advertisements by freaking sunshine and lollipops and dogs giving birth to multiple litters of puppies no it's always about chaos death uh destruction sad stories people dying in in in, in a, you know in crazy ways wars that's all they care about that's what the news is fueled on they want your attention they want those headlines they want those things to just gnaw at you and chew at you and, and be the thing that runs your life or that you think about and when you want their in your news, you go to them. They're so hungry for it. That's why you have these 24-hour news channels that are just doing so great because they're able to take you to where you want to see. They know they got the pulse of everything. And what they say is like word because they bring on so-called experts. And these so-called experts dictate to you and tell you what you have to expect. They fear monger you. They don't come in here and say, you know what, there's been so many because in the beginning of this thing, you remember they had on CNN, I'll just use them as an, as an excuse or as a template. They would show the amount of people that have died and the amount of people that recovered. When's the last time you've seen the amount of people recovered? It's been months, if not since the beginning of the pandemic, because they don't want to give you any good news. They don't want you to sit back and be like, wow, you know, there, there's about 300,000 people that have died so far. and But, but look, at, there's like over 6 million that have recovered. And that should that right there, the math wasn't adding up to them. They were showing themselves that, hey, man, wait a minute. We shouldn't be showing this because then this is not keeping people scared because all they have to do is with half a brain in their head is realize that the numbers are far less of, of you dying. And then they realize that the CDC came out and said 6% of people that have gotten COVID, COVID only, have died. Six out of the 100% that they have either legally or just freaking said they had covid and died of it so six percent out of a hundred that's 94 percent 
that have died from complications. That's if they want to, you know, that they can't attribute solely to freaking COVID. But they don't, CNN doesn't want you to know that. But it's the truth. The CDC is a, is a center of disease control. They are the freaking forthcoming, you know, they, they handle all this crap. So they know their stuff. They have the stats. So if you want to look at how many people died last year to compare to this year, compared to the year before, it's all about the same. It's all around 2.6 to 2.8 million. It's the same numbers. But like the video I played earlier, the audio, I mean, the same thing was said by that gentleman. The fact that, again, the ratio doesn't change much. The things that have changed is heart disease has gone way down. Freaking the flu is non-existent. Freaking, uh, uh, what is it, pneumonia numbers gone down. Cancer's gone down. But they want to label everything with, cap- uh, with uh, COVID. So if you have a cancer patient whose immune system is already weak anyway, already weak because they've had to battle so hard to get over a real, real disease, a real thing that kills you from within, that rots your body out from under you. And your body's recovering or you've had to go through chemo because chemo is not the most healthy thing to your body. It's actually bad for you, but it's necessary to kill the actual cancer. Your body's already in a vulnerable state. So if you get something like pneumonia, screw COVID, just pneumonia in general, you have a very good chance of dying. So when COVID runs around, they're going to run around with their heads chopped off like chickens with their heads cut off, sorry. And they're going to be flipping out saying, oh, my God, he got COVID. He got COVID. He's going to die because he's going to die. He did die because of it. No, he had cancer before. No, he had this before or diabetes. Again, another form. I'm just telling you right now, if my mom didn't die from cancer a couple years prior to this whole pandemic breaking out, she would have died from it because and because when we got it, because the fact of the matter is my mom had diabetes. She had diverticulitis, which is the um, with polyps on the, um, the intestines. My mom battled cancer three times, one, three times, but lost on the fourth time. And that was only because of insurance. And it was one of those things where she had to wait for a damn, um, uh, what's it called, a um, referral. And by the time she got it, it was too late. And we had to suffer through that. That was something I was scared of. But say, for instance, she didn't get that or she was able to pass that fourth one. With all her pre-existing conditions, she would have passed away. I believe. And and because because her system was so weakened, you know what I mean? And and that's with anybody out there. I mean, for God's sakes, I can go down the street tomorrow, get struck by lightning. Is that COVID? No, I got struck by lightning. I could, I could get hit by a car. We all have our time to go or unforeseen circumstances happen. The problem is nobody cares about that in the news. <clears throat> it's all about the virus. It's about where are you going to get your shot? It's about how are you going to get your shot? What's in the shot? If you're going to live, if you're going to die, you got to stay away from your family. You can't live your normal life. We're on this earth. Think about it. We're on this earth temporarily. We're not here to live forever. Unless something happens, something changes, depending on what you believe in. But for right now, we're stuck here, right? So we have a timetable. From the moment we're born, we have a freshness. Like when you go to the market and you have... Uh, 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 expiration date. We're born that same day, but we also come with an expiration date at some point. Whether it's our fault or not, whether it's the same with if you were to buy that meat at a market, 
you could freeze that and keep it for a long time. It could last a long time, have a long shelf life. Or you can open up that package in a little bit, cook it, or use half of it. That's what we're, we're like. We're like a piece of meat. And how we live our life is how long we're going to live. Sometimes we're not even in control of that. We could be the healthiest freaking person around. But then someone hits us, someone, a drunk driver. Um, you know, there's multiple things you could pass away by. Just a household accident. You could choke. At some point, I can understand if this was something where, let's say, four to five to ten percent even of the population had a had a risk of dying or was going to die. Absolutely, I'd be scared. My mindset would be completely different. I would I would have been like, oh man, I was lucky to survive. Now I've got to do everything to protect my family. And if I've got to build a wall around my house, if I've got to if I've got to tent the entire house, I'm going to do it. But to sit here and be like, you know what? I've got to shut down everything. You know, if I have a mom and pop store, I can't have anybody in. You know, I have to do curbside stuff. How's it affecting everything? You still go to the store. You still go to Home Depot. You still go to all these places that have just thrived, thrived through this whole pandemic. I've seen like there's a couple distilleries that make beer. They switched this hand sanitizer and making money, money compared to what they were doing because they use the same machines to kind of like make this hand sanitizer those guys got you know they weren't even making that kind of cash being a brewery let alone now they're making they're they're making sanitizer and other things and the the, the different companies have just taken off amazon is like the guy's the first trillionaire because everyone is you know the people that don't go to your walmarts that don't go to your malls that don't go to all these other places are ordering like crazy and why not? You're making you're making money. You're staying at home if you're if you're making money, however you are, or you're spending, you don't have to go out. You're being scared. As a people, there's so many things to think about. And I want to keep thinking that sometime at some place, it you know, in here in the future, that we'll get back to some sort of normalcy. But I don't see it because there's so many people that have been affected by this. Because the fact that we're still in a, I'm going to wear a mask, I'm going to wear gloves, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. We don't know how these people are going to come when, come out of this when even the news that they've been following so hardcore tells them that it's on the downswing, we don't need masks anymore. How many people are going to keep those going? How many people are going to keep these masks on? How many people are going to keep living the lie and not be around their family? further alienating themselves. I'm telling you, again, I worked with kids in the Placentia area and in that district and was seeing how they were reacting, the kids that they were bringing back. So the schools are coming back to 20 to 30%. And the kids were being separated, constantly being told to wash their hands. You have all these issues with these kids that now that even though it's been a year, a year to a kid is like five years, you know? And so that's a developmental stage and you've enclosed them in a bubble. You bubbleize these kids to now that they, they're not going to have the same social skills as normal kids would. And a lot of normal kids in a normal situation at a normal time, they still struggle to find themselves, whether it's sexually, whether it's sociably, whether it's just personality wise, it's, it's terrible. And now you have 
all these kids are going to be changed because of this. All these people that are not going to want to do handshakes, not want to do any kind of like social behavior. How's it going to be? How's it going to be when they say, hey, it's okay to go out? I mean, I know there's going to be people that are going to run to go out, at, but not at the, the rate people think they will. The economy is not just going to turn around like that. There's too many people that I know that are just so standoffish that are either wanting you to get the, the freaking the, the drug, to get the shot, to be, I mean, there's still like people before this even happened would, that would wear gloves. I'm sure in the Asian community, if you've seen it, if you're around it, sometimes they still wore visors because they're usually used to their homeland in Japan and China where the air quality is so bad, they bring it over here. And as kids, we'd be like, man, why are they wearing face masks? Why are they wearing those visors? Why are they wearing gloves? It's freaking 90 degrees outside. Or, you know, we don't have the issues that they do in their country, but that's how they were raised. That's how they, they brought their culture here. And now we're going to be that culture. We're going to be, you know, I got into an elevator with this guy and he literally sprayed himself like he was spraying cologne, but it was sanitizer. And he had gloves on sprayed with gloves on the elevator buttons, pressed the button, then sprayed it again. And then he sprayed himself before he left the elevator and he wouldn't be within two feet of me. He was like way on the other side. Like he was trying to blend into the wall. That's how far he was just trying to get as far away as from me in the elevator. You know what kind of bad feeling that is you, to me, how, how that makes you feel it makes you feel like you're infected, <clears throat> makes you feel like you're the virus. So if we're constantly walking around and, and I'm and you're you're looking at me as oh no does that guy have it you know or what if I sneeze ever try that ever try going into a store and just sneezing and see the kind of reaction you can get you're just having a normal sneeze in this time of day you might as well pull out a weapon <clears throat> you get more flack you get the Karens of the world you get the people of the world that'll just be, look at you look down at you and be like excuse me. You know, like, or, or, or if you forget to put your mask on, like I walked into Home Depot one time and I forgot <clears throat> my mask because it was just a straight, well, there was no line and I had it in my pocket and I hadn't put it in all over my face yet. Uh, I walked in the door. I'm like, oh shit. And I go to put it on my face and, and the person's like, well, it took you long enough. Really? It took me long enough? So I'm going to kill somebody just because I walked in by accident. I mean, people make mistakes. I can see if I'm one of these guys arrogant with a sign walking around saying, no mess, no mess. Okay, then judge me all you want because I'm asking for it. But if I make a mistake, don't kill me for it. You know what I'm saying? And and this is the problem that we have in this society, and I think it's going to keep going, is that we're going to continue to live in fear. And, and so you're, it's not just going to be like, oh, well, you know, it's so-and-so down the street, you know, you know how they are because, you know, they're, they're germaphobes. You know how many people that weren't germaphobes before this that are now germaphobes? And now you're going to have it in your own personal family. You're going to have it in your own personal family to where you still might say, hey, I'm going to go visit grandpa. Oh, you know what? Grandpa doesn't want to see me. <laughs> you know, I'm probably just going to have to look at him through the freaking front door, you know, <laughs> or, or, or we, you know, my daughter graduated because this is my my personal issue why well, i have this here too my daughter graduated early because they put her on um the the different schooling the in-home stuff so she actually got her credits up faster she just finished a couple weeks ago she graduated high school what's going to happen with her my other daughter you know 2 years ago when she graduated we had the whole walkthrough she had the whole big party everything went great everything was fine you know she got to enjoy an actual graduation my youngest 
not so much. I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't think it's going to happen. It's going to be, and I, I'm not one of these guys, you know, because I'm not going to be the whole drive through guy. I'm not going to be like, hey, you know, honk your horn and and leave your present at the thing and ha ha ha. You know what? That's stupid. That is stupid. Like, how did we get to that point? How did we get to this point that family and friends can't even freaking shake hands, can't give hugs? You can't even come into my front yard because you're too scared and you'd rather just do a drive-by with 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 gifts. You know, it's 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 moronic. I, I don't understand it. And I, and I don't know if I'll ever understand it. And my daughter's going to learn uh, lose out on walking with her class, having the whole cap and gown ceremony, being able to enjoy things that her sister got to go through. It's not going to happen for her. And that's just a small microchasm of the things that we are losing as a society, as a nation, as people. We're not going to have the, the enjoyments that just, God, over a year ago, before last year's Super Bowl, everyone didn't have a care in the world outside of Wuhan and maybe some European governments that were starting with the whole virus in the first place. I guess that's my rant for today. I wanted to get on here and do a live version for an hour. Um, it's just a lot of things that have been on my mind frustrating things thank you for those who listen and uh you know have a good rest of your day